What's happening, players? It is your perpetual player one, your man Dan, and welcome to another episode of New Game Plus, the internet's 82nd now leading gaming podcast. I know we went down. I know what's going on. And <laughs> and this week with me this week is. Oh, am I going first? Sure. <laughs> it's hard to do. I just realized it's hard to do when you're not looking at someone. Right. Uh, I'm Leon. Uh... Professor Sensei on uh, on the Instagrams and uh, Twitters. Uh, I'm a cosplayer, local convention uh, helper outer. I, I do some uh, masquerade judging and things like that. Uh, and I like video games and anime. And we're also like movies. <laughs> oh, and movies too, yes. And who else we got tonight? Hi, my name's Abel. Um, I'm online as Porcelain Cosplay on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I don't cosplay as much anymore, but I still love to support the community. And I also love video games, movies, and anime. That's perfect, guys, because this week we are going to be talking about video game movie adaptations. And let's set some groundwork here. We are going to be talking about Hollywood adaptations. And with the exception of maybe one of these movies, it's all uh, live action. So what's kicking this off is because, um, you know, Detective Pikachu is in the box office now. It's actually really successful. Good reviews, great numbers. And you know what? Let's just let's play a quick snippet of a trailer for it right now. Jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me. But put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Did you just understand me? Whoa. You can understand me. I've been so lonely. There's magic that brought us together. And that magic is called hope. So I just, I saw the movie. Um, I know Abel did. Uh, Leon, you haven't seen it yet, right? I have not, but I do want to go see it. I honestly, I'm so happy how surprised I was. I actually thought it was a really good movie. It was so much, super fun. What about you? I agree. I absolutely agree. I'll, I'll never get tired of fluffy Pikachu, honestly. And the even the plot kind of surprised me. Like I did play the original Detective Pikachu game, so it wasn't like you know the same exact thing. But I think they took a really good idea and executed it really well in the movie. And what I liked about this film is that, um, you know, you got your Pokemon out here and they gave us a, quote, realistic version of the Pokemon. And, you know, none of it, it all worked. None of it was, um, you know, kind of threw me off. Yeah, I agree. Like the, the best parts were definitely like the wide angle shots where you could just see like it's not the Pokemon aren't in our world. It's kind of more like we're in the world of Pokemon. You know, it's like you t get the wide angle shot of the birds on the, on the construction vehicles and it's Pidgeys and things like that. And this, you know, it's, and I think that was the coolest part is because it didn't feel out of place. It felt more like we were there with them. And for a lot of people, this movie is kind of breaking that uh, video game curse, you know, cause let's be honest here, guys, video game movies, don't exactly have the best reputations. <laughs> right. <laughs> there is a there, there's a lot of examples that we're gonna be talking about today that um, a lot of people would like to forget, including my favorite video game movie of all time, which oh. is the Super Mario movie from 1993. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. But you know, I like to think that uh, this is the start of something. You know, some at least a trend of like video game movies becoming more. What's the word I'm looking for? 
palatable. Like you're <laughs> that's not a nice good. word. <laughs> well, I say that because there's an upcoming movie, and you know what? I'm just gonna skip ahead to the trailer because we all the internet knows what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna mention right now. So cue the uh, Gangsters Paradise. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Twenty minutes ago, an energy surge knocked down power across the entire Pacific Northwest. This needs someone who can figure out exactly what we're dealing with. You're not suggesting who I think you're suggesting. We have no choice. What the? Are you in charge here? Yes, I am. No! Nope. I'm wrong. Wait. I'm in charge. Allow me to clarify. In a sequentially ranked hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us is too vast to quantify. Agent Stone? The doctor thinks you're basic. Listen, pal, I don't know if you realize who- I'm sorry, Major, what was your name? Benny- Nobody cares! <laughs> SFPD! <laughs> oh, they faced uh, a lot to thousand memes. Meow. Okay, so, yeah. Along with Detective Pikachu, we also got our first look at the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And what would you guys say is the um, response to this? So I actually hadn't seen the the trailer for Sonic until I went to go see Detective Pikachu because I was a little scared of it. But in terms of like the campiness and the overall like effect of Sonic, I honestly am looking forward to that aspect i think you know a lot of the scripting is pretty good and stuff it's just that abomination of how he looks it takes away from it what do you think leon we can hear you yeah okay all right uh i i don't know i i'm i'm not too excited about the sonic movie Uh, i feel like it's unnecessary if if i say that (laughs) i mean no who who asked for this is is my my biggest question like we all enjoy Sonic, but I don't think I ever, you know, played a Sonic game and said, you know what, I would really love to see this on the big screen. And here's the thing, like, I'm, I'm watching the trailer and n- never was I watching the trailer that I think, oh, this is totally what Sonic is. There, there's nothing about this movie that reminds me of Sonic at all. Right, yeah, I mean, he goes fast. That's, that's pretty much it. Like, <laughs> I feel like somebody was just like, oh, you just just make a blue hedgehog, have him say gotta go fast, and there you go. Movie done. Okay, so I- I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit there because the part, Dan, can you can you play the part where like he's talking while the missiles are like freeze framed? Yes. I yeah, think sure. that is pure Sonic. Like I genuinely do. Like I used to watch I have like tapes of all the old Sonic cartoons, and that part really made me think of it. This part, yeah, this part was oh, yeah. my Sonic. I'll give it that. But okay, like that part, I I was a, I was holding my breath through the whole trailer, and then I saw that part, and I was like, okay, that is pure Sonic. That but then is. we follow that up with um, Sonic yeah. in the bag. In the okay, <laughs> that that was so unnecessary. It's like the masturbation scene in Transformers. It's like, why was that in there? That was so <laughs> unnecessary. It's <laughs> the perfect. I, my my fear you with know? this, especially with that scene, just of him in the bag, like I can I can already tell it. They're gonna focus a lot on this human guy, and that's not what Sonic's about. Like Sonic's mm-hmm. the main character. I, right. I don't want to watch I don't want to watch humans interacting with Sonic. I want to watch Sonic doing stuff. 
Exactly. Like even in all the games, Sonic is the main character and all the even like all the humans are, are backgrounds, even in comparison to the other Sonic characters, like like no one has a more forefront, you know, no human has a forefront in it, even unless you count like Dr. Eggman. Right. Oh, and and with with Dr. Eggman, I, I noticed this has that trend of uh, movie trailers that shows us what's obviously the final scene in the movie at the end of the trailer. Right. It's like, OK, yeah. I just watched the whole movie. And I don't need to watch it anymore. But yeah, that sequel baiting is all it is. It is sequel baiting. And, you know, the, obviously the response of the collective internet is, oh, my God, get away from my screen right now. And to the point where even the uh, I don't know if it's the director or it's one of the key the head the animators said, hey, guys, we heard you and we're going to try to fix it. Yeah, apparently there was some executive blowback and they were like, oh, shoot, maybe we shouldn't have okayed this hideous looking Sonic thing. <laughs> And who knows? This is still set up for a November release. So, oh gosh, they should. I really think they should push it back. Like that was and not to go back to Detective Pikachu, but that was one of the charms of it is that the humans didn't really overtake too much of the charm of the Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like the Pokemon were obviously the stars of the movie, and then the humans were just sort of there. You know, like they were important, but it didn't take away from the the charm of it. And I think you got you hit the point right there, actually. Like what I saw, you know, the movie I saw was, you know, obviously there's a human element to it, but all the camera focus, all the things you want to pay attention to, it's all Pokemon event, uh, Pokemon related scenes, like seeing these Pokemon interacting with the humans, seeing them battle, seeing this be natural, seeing what Pokemon would be like in the real world, and that's all it is. And this was right. It is so good. And all the Easter eggs they put in, like like even the opening scene with the crying Cubone. Like that was, you know, that was pure Pokemon and you knew what you were, you were signing up for with just that scene, you know? And, and I thought that was, you know, it, it really laid the groundwork for the rest of the movie. So, yeah. I don't want to spoil Leon though. I really want him to go see it and love it. Yeah. And oh, yeah, like... Yes, please, please no spoilers. I know yeah, it's been um... out for like a month now, but I, 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 I no, I would never. Time. It's been two weeks <laughs> as a, at the time of recording. <laughs> You're fine. No, weeks? I want, I oh, definitely want you to see it and, and love it as much as I do. It he was. It's a fantastic it. movie. Um, okay. So it, basically, what I'm trying to say is that video game movies are kind of like at a new. There, there is now a turning point with video game movies where we could potentially get some really good ones. At the same time, we have some potentials for really bad ones with the Sonic movie. And let's like let's bring it back to the '90s because uh, you know video game movies started off with probably the biggest name in video games, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Yeah. So let's, let's play that TV spot. Let us okay. play that TV spot. From Hollywood Pictures, the Mario Brothers are out to rescue a kidnapped princess who will take them out of this world into another dimension. Where are we? My God, this Super this trailer Mario is like giving me no a seizure. <laughs> it was the nineties, man. That's how I know, it's but like so nineties, like the median, uh, like shot length between cuts is like like a quarter of a second. Like there, there's no time to process any of what you're seeing. <laughs> and and part of me thinks that you going like that. That sounds the first like we don't want people to realize how how crappy this movie actually is. Hey, 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 fight me, okay? I love this movie. <laughs> okay, this is probably where we're gonna get on 
Like, oh, the first. You know, I, I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, my dad brought it home for us. He found it, the tape, at like Walmart or something, and he brought it home for us to watch. And as soon as I saw the dinosaur Yoshi, I knew I was in love with this movie. Okay. <laughs> so my history is, um, you know, I'm this old. I was in it. I was. I saw this movie in theaters back in 1983. Wow. Really? So, yes, I was. You know, this was at the time when you know, um, I I had a Super Nintendo as a kid. You know, my mom I would watch my mom play. It. It's actually how I learned my first curse word was watching my mom play <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> and so when we found out that there's a Super Mario movie, I immediately begged my parents to take me to watch this movie. And as a kid, I remember thinking that was the coolest thing ever. And now I'm rewatching like, hmm, man, I was a Dumb yeah, it, little did, guy. it did not age well. It did not. I can agree with that. It definitely did not age well. It's like you go back and you watch it and you see those Goombas and you're like, oh, that's some nightmare fuel right there. <laughs> I mean, like the, the sum of my feelings for the movie are in like the first 30 seconds with the narration where they're like, oh, imagine if we didn't evolve from monkeys, but a world that evolved from dinosaurs. And I'm just like, OK, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you saw it for the first time, Leon? Oh, gee, I would probably like four or five. Uh, and you oh, were done did. at that point? You were done at that point? No, no, no. No, as a kid. No, no, no. no. As a kid, I loved it because okay. it was Mario. Look, there's it's actually funny. Uh, I grew up with a Super Nintendo, and I only had two games on it, Super Mario World and Street Fighter 2. So the two movies that came out in the 90s, the two big video game movies, were the two <laughs> games that I had. Right. And I was so in love with them. So as a kid, I thought this movie was great. I I still remember things being weird. Like I was like, Goombas don't look like that. Yoshi's not supposed to be that small and lizard like. <laughs> Why is Bowser a dude? Yeah, Bowser probably was a guy. Uh, there was Mario was married and it wasn't to Peach. Luigi was his son, his adopted son. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't I, that. I, I, I was so confused with that even now. So in this movie, are Mario and Luigi not brothers? They're not. They, Mario is like his adoptive father kind of father figure. Luigi actually, the first time he mentions this, he actually says he's his mother, which is very strange to me. But then, uh, yeah, they're like on a double date and he's like, oh, yeah, he's like he's like my mother. And he's like, ah, hey, come on. And he's like, oh, no, my, my like we're brothers. We're like we're like brothers. <laughs> so they're not. Oh my movie god! Didn't get a lot correct. I honestly <laughs> <laughs> didn't get a lot correct. Is going to be a theme throughout a lot of these movies, actually. <laughs> well, you started with the best one, and you're just working your way down. I think the bar was set really low with this movie, so everything else just kind of didn't feel like it needed to try as hard. Right. So, well, let's let's talk about some of the weird stuff about this movie that really didn't make you think mario <laughs> so for example um i i i never associated martin luigi to be hardcore brooklynites yeah well no. i mean they're supposed to be italian but not every italian person has a brooklyn accent i mean most italian people don't have brooklyn accents unless they're from brooklyn i always thought right. martin and luigi were like actually like italian. actual italians like yeah. you know it's a me mario no not no hey it's me mario <laughs> <laughs> and i'm luigi hey, Abel, can you i know it just doesn't like, make send it to me as my new ringtone <laughs> uh, i i got you leon i'll, I'll isolate that for you <laughs> 
I, I never, I, you know, when I was a kid, I never really like put like that together. But now that you pointed out, you know, that, that <laughs> that's totally true. But it's, I think it's just a, it's just a symptom of having been made you know, in Hollywood and not anywhere else. So they're like, oh, Italians are from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's sprinkle in a little racism. So uh, recapping the movie a little bit. So, the uh, okay, so Princess Daisy is apparently was born in an egg, was left in New York, ended up becoming an NYU student who was protesting construction near the Brooklyn Bridge. And that's how this whole movie really started. <laughs> Which is totally Mario, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, from from the opening scene, you're just like, oh, this is totally Mario. You know, I actually did a little research on this movie because I didn't remember a whole lot about it. And I was reading up, and it said that they received blessings from Nintendo to have creative license with this movie. And this is, <laughs> this is what they came up with. Oh, yeah, because like Nintendo, Nintendo at the time were damaged yeah. excited to have a movie about their stuff. I also think that it probably Nintendo wasn't putting too much stock in it because this was the 90s. And, I mean, <laughs> How good were the graphics going to be? You know, it's like bumping back Star Wars because, you know, not the best example, but because George Lucas thought that he couldn't, you know, really do what he wanted to do um, visually. But it's like maybe this should have waited too. <laughs> maybe. Well, they they are making a new Mario movie from what I've heard. I think it's going to be all CG. Yeah, but 20 oh, okay. years later, because this movie, its reception, made Nintendo not want to do movies at all. <laughs> I know. We haven't had any, like, really, like, like Nintendo-centric movies since this, have we? Besides P uh, Detective Pikachu? No, yeah. this It's only because of, you know, Detective Pikachu, I think Nintendo's going like, yeah, let's let's try it again, I think. They probably should have a little bit more to say in the creative process than letting a couple of Americans be like, yeah, let's do whatever the hell we want. And, you know, the story behind this movie is so fascinating because from what I, uh, what I read, John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins, God rest his soul, they were drunk out of their ass for like 90% while filming this movie. Really? I, I can believe that. I believe I, that too. I remember reading a quote from Bob Hoskins uh, saying that the Mario Brothers movie was the worst decision he ever made career-wise. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. Yeah. Poor guy. He only he apparently he only get, did it because you know he his kids wanted him to do it. You know that but makes he, sense. They probably you know, bullied him. But honestly, like Bob Hoskins, I feel like is probably the best part of the whole movie. Like he he really plays the part of Mario. He sort of looks the part. You know, maybe albeit a, a bit too old, but uh, he he definitely he's he's the best part of the whole movie I think. Let me ask you guys this: Did this like paint your mental image of Mario as being kind of the grumpy one of the two? Yeah, yeah, I, I really? would definitely say that um, this movie had a huge impact on how I saw because I was a kid when this came out. You know what I mean? We were all pretty young. Yeah. You know, like this movie came out in what ninety three, so I was yeah. like two years old, and I saw it for the first time when I was five. So yeah, definitely it. it because I, even though I had been playing games, it's like, you know, when you see something that young, it, it has an impact on you in a way. And it kind of altered my my version of Mario until I started playing, like, the newer games, like Sunshine and uh, mm -hmm. Galaxy and things like that. And you go, like, well, oh, Mario's supposed to be you had this happy-go-lucky guy. I know. Like, this is how he is, actually. Well, I remember from the Super Mario Brothers cartoon, the, the oh, Super yeah. Show, oh, my where... God. He, he Mario was always kind of more the straight man, and Luigi was 
kind of uh, the, the jokester. So I, I, I don't know if they took inspiration from that or if that came after. I can't remember when that came I don't came know out, either, but... but I, I, I mean, it felt, it felt more like, like the cartoon versions of them mm-hmm. where Mario was... Kind of a dick. Albeit, yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was a dick, but I mean, he, he was a bit he, grumpy. He was more of a, more of a um, killjoy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Luigi was always like the, the poppy happy one. Let's have an adventure, Mario. <laughs> oh Lord, I that show I haven't seen that in a while. And you know, again, my my thoughts on this movie like I enjoy it for what it was, but you have to recognize like this movie is really fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Listen, absolutely. it has not aged well, but we all admitted that as children we loved this fucking movie. And some interesting notes about this: Did you know there is a sequel webcomic to this movie? I didn't. No. Yes, there there is a sequel webcomic currently still going on that is literally the. Is it fan made? It is a fan made. This is not. This is not official. That I is the wildest thing I've ever heard. I know what I'm doing after this. Oh no 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 wait no wait the they actually teamed up with the original screenwriter of the movie. What? <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. So it is literally called Super Mario Brothers two and it guess what it's about uh the princess daisy comes back and they gotta fight wart that is freaking the funniest thing so yeah so this is this was the start of the you know video game adaptations and it also kind of set the tone of how future ones were going to be i'll be honest i agree a lot of people take take it and try to make it too gritty you know, it doesn't have to be gritty. It doesn't have to be edgy to be fun, you know, or or interesting or cool. Interesting you should say that because our next movie, I, I don't know if they tried to make it more gritty. <laughs> because, okay, so our next movie is, well, and one year later we have the next, since Leon mentioned it, the next big movie, Street Fighter the movie. So let's play that trailer. Oh, boy. Oh, best guy ever. <laughs> oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. The most American American. So great. Right. God damn it. Why I forgot you? to use that. I know. Hey, Lee, at least they're, like, have an ethnic cast. Yeah. Somewhat. Somewhat. I mean, E-Honda is Hawaiian instead of Japanese in this. Mm-hmm. But it's better than having a white guy. <laughs> I guess. Yes, I guess. I mean, it's not quite on the mark, but they at least they tried. All right, so for the nineties, that's pretty good. Yeah, Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter movie came out in ninety four, and I again, like five year old Daniel saw this in theaters because I was so obsessed. There was only the reason why I was so into Street Fighter is because of one character, and that was Blanca. Oh man, then you must have hated the way they treated him. In the I movie. oh well, yes, I actually yeah. Jumping in ahead, I hated what they did to Blanca in this movie. It, oh, I my my kindergarten Halloween costume was a better costume than what they had. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen the Street Fighter movie. I have played some of the games, but I don't know too much about the lore. You guys are gonna that. have to. You are not. Yes, the deep lore of the movie. <laughs> well, no, I mean in general, like even with the yeah. games, but yeah, is the movie not that good? Um, li- oh man, it's it's goofy. So, so the- it's to me, it's one of those movies where. You know, you got the right friends around you. You put this in. You're gonna have a great time just make taking the shit out of this. Yeah, you, will, oh, you yeah. will laugh at how bad the movie is. <laughs> oh, is it, it campy it, bad or is it oh, just it, bad? Oh, it's super campy. 
super camp. <laughs> it's it's um, okay. It, the star of the movie is Jean Claude Van Damme as Guile, the only American character with an accent. For the some muscles reason. from Brussels. Yes, the, the muscles, muscles from, Brussels, from Brussels. Playing the American. And this is also <laughs> Raul Julia's last film. Oh yeah, it was. Raul yeah. Julia's in it. Yes. Yes. He, he, he played, played Bison. Wow. And he again, it's a common trend here. He only got this movie. He went in this movie because his kids are a huge Street Fighter fans. That's so funny. You yeah, know, it's it, like it plays like an '80s action movie. It, it's just it's super campy and bad. Okay, so um, here's my issue with the movie. Like, who would you say was the main character of this movie? Guile, for sure. Who? Guile. Guile. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess uh, with John Clive Van Damme, he had the top billing, but it kind of they're always like followed i felt like it followed more characters other than guile more often actually it did follow them and i feel like that was just so that they could focus on the climax battle between guile and bison as more of like you know at making it more of an epic climactic battle rather than focusing on him for the whole movie and not giving anyone else any spotlight Mm -hmm. uh, because because that whole final battle is all about him like the, everyone else is just running around fighting nobodies and I, I don't even remember like they, they did like a fake out death at the end when uh bison's island blows up or whatever and everyone's standing there like oh no guile didn't make it and then he just comes out and everyone's like yay hooray guile! <laughs> <laughs> so, so i gotta mention like the in the what they get wrong with in terms of Street Fighter lore, because there's a shit ton of things. Would it be easier up. to say what they get right? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a shorter list. Right. I honestly okay, can't remember if you got anything. I'll right. give you a condensed version of it. So in Street Fighter, the bad guys are, uh, you know, uh, Bison, Vega, Sagat, and Balrog. And and here, Balrog is just it's Chun Li's cameraman. Or like a part of her crew. Oh, what? Yeah, they, yeah, they put him as part of her crew for some for some reason. Chen Li is a TV reporter instead uh, of being a uh, a police officer for uh, Interpol. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know they actually in uh, in a later Street Fighter game they made fun of that um, when uh, when Chen Li like wins a fight. You know how they have like the the finish screen where. It shows their the profile pictures, and they have like a, a quip. Uh, one of them for Chen Li when she wins, she says like, "I'm I'm not a TV reporter or something like that." <laughs> God. Um, and okay, and Dalsim was never a scientist for Shadowloo. He was just this um, you know Indian yoga master who was actually anti-violence. They killed so many personalities. What the hell? Uh, oh, DJ. Yeah, you uh, oh, okay. uh, can our con our American our con artists. <laughs> Ryu, what? The, the classic yeah. like Japanese fighting game guy who's just whose whole sole purpose is I want to see how strong I can be is now a guy who's like let's see how much money we can scam out of these people. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah, kind of like his best friend, not his rival, and. Did they, they, they even try? No, they didn't. They did not try. Ryu, no. like, honestly, if they tried, Ryu would have been the main character because he's supposed to be the main he's character. He's supposed to be, yeah. But, you know, it's an American movie. We can't have... Let, let, oh, I'm not going to make that. Focus but, on the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you got to focus on Guile if you're making it in America. <laughs> right. Uh, DJ is supposed to be this fun, happy-go-lucky Jamaican uh, kickboxer. He's one of the, like, uh, lieutenants in Sadalou's army. He's a bad guy. 
it's like they just saw like profiles of all the characters and didn't know anything else and just slapped everything together. I bet right. you that's what they did. I don't think that they played the games very much to get, like, I think maybe they played the game, like, briefly, and were like, oh, it's a fighting game, there's no story, and then they just kind of pieced together the characters and, you know, tried to come up with weird little origins for, like, Blanca and Delson. And Charlie, and that confused the hell of me for the longest time. Yeah, like, Charlie was not, they turned Charlie into Blanca, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's not at all who Charlie is. Charlie was supposed to be Guile's best friend from the military, and he got yeah. Blanca is by... supposed to be this kid who got lost in the Brazilian rainforest and was raised by electric eels. Yeah, and 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 Charlie got killed by Bison. That's why Guile has this, like vendetta against him. And ever, I only re, I only like maybe like ten years ago realized Charlie does not equal Blanca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this yeah, movie that, um, that that messed me up as a kid. I remember playing the game, and then, and and after having watched the movie, and Guile was talking about, oh, Bison killed Charlie, and I'm like, no, he's Blanca. What are you talking about? He's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like you're just like, I avenged my friend's death, and he's like, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, avenged your uh, metaphorical death, <laughs> the death that might happen in the future. I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Zangief. I, I'll be honest though, Zangief is probably my favorite parts of this whole movie. Any mm-hmm. scene with him, he was just uh, so funny. He was good. He he was a bad guy in this one too, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was part of Shadowloo. Okay, yeah. But... Even though he he's just supposed to be some Russian wrestler, right? Yeah, they they didn't because, get you know, anything he, right. Like, they really. gotta apparently you know with this movie. Apparently, they have to have every. Every person in this game has to be part on one side or the other, and apparently there's some parts that just got wrong. Yeah. Oh, so this movie. I still movie, loved it as a kid, though, man. I, so... I still loved it as a kid, and part of me still loves it now because I'll be honest, like I I do love uh, Van Damme as Guile. I thought he was probably the one of the funnest parts of this movie because of how yeah. how how like earnest he was. It's like this is this is my breakout role in America. I had a feeling he had that thought. And Raul Julia as uh, Bison was just so oh, evil yeah, and he, charming. He is he's like the best campy villain ever. And it it was great. I mean, it is it is like the epitome of 90s movies. Like my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie is like, you know, when Chun-Li's like, you killed my father and I never forgot about it. And he just goes straight up, I'm sorry, but for me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures. They did really a pretty decent job though with the actors. Like the actors for Chun Li and Cammy are really cute. Yeah, yeah they, they did. <laughs> I think honestly, they did pretty good at casting. I, you mm-hmm. know, aside from like a couple, like uh, again, E Honda. I don't feel looks like very much like E Honda, but uh, no, uh, they, they did pretty good. Uh, at least as far better. It, I mean, it is it is a tiny iota better than the Mario Brothers movie as far as <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as like how good it is, but uh, they, I think they put a little more effort into making the characters look like they should because they, they just shat all over the plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and I always made some of the some of the choreographies from the action scenes, or they were actually fun to watch, except for one thing that did throw me out of the movie as a kid. Um, I was throughout the whole movie, I was waiting. When is Ryu gonna throw Hadouken? Oh, I remember and it, that. 
And it finally happens, and what do we get? He puts out his hands, yells at Hadoken, and all we get is a, like literally a white flash. Yeah, was, they 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 didn't want to do any like uh, like visual effects like that. Like I think pretty much all the effects are practical, but but yeah. So in order to do the Hadoken, they just spliced in a single white frame uh, to uh, to give the effect, like he's blowing a flash of light out of his hands and. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh, it was yeah, the nineties. I love the nineties. The nineties yes. were an amazing time. Are and... we going to do Mortal Kombat next? Because I'm excited about that one. Yes, yes, we are actually. Great transition yeah. there because you know, <laughs> obviously, when you th- think of the nineties, um, two fighting games come to mind: Street Fighter and well, Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. So let's get that first trailer. You have been chosen to defend the realm of Earth in Mortal Kombat. Prepare yourself. For the ultimate battle between good and evil, Mortal Kombat Flawless Victory. Rated PG 13. You know, I never noticed before. Sorry, I just yeah, go ahead for a second. Go ahead. Uh, they misspelled Raiden on, yep. yes! on that card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they even in the credits it was spelled R A Y D E N. Oh my gosh, I never noticed that before. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and the so thing more... that caught me more than anything was I, as a kid, I didn't realize how horrible some of those effects were. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I'm, as I was like collecting a lot of these uh, TV spots, I think I noticed like every action shot had to have added a like sound effects to it because i don't remember everything like every move every flip every like punch had to have a loud sound going along with it i don't remember that in the actual movie maybe we just didn't really like pay that much attention because i remember as a kid that was one of my dad's favorite movies of all time was that mortal kombat movie and we watched it a lot and i can tell you i i I don't think I ever really focused on that. Like I was like, as a kid, I was like in love with Sonya. She was my bae. So (laughs) I was focused mostly on her (laughs) more than anything. All right. So Mortal Kombat, the film released in 1995, starring Christopher Lambert, the Highlander as Raiden, Robin Shao as Liu Kang, and Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa as Sang Sung. He'll be important later on because I want to mention him, a fun fact about him. And directed by Paul... W.S. Anderson, a name that will come up a lot when we're talking about video game movies. Yeah. (laughs) So, if uh, Street Fighter was meant to be like the uh, campy 80s action movie, this was meant to be the 90s hardcore action movie. Yeah, they tried to make it pretty good. This movie is super 90s. So, so are we going to talk about everything they got wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, why not? Because that's how we've been doing a lot. So, what what did did this movie get wrong? Uh, like okay, so growing Other than up, spelling Ryan's name wrong. <laughs> yeah, that up, that's pretty agreed. Combat was my favorite, like by far my favorite fighting game. So I was super excited for this movie, and then when it came out and I finally saw it, I I was just so like, I mean, I still loved it because it was Mortal Kombat, but I was very disappointed with how they just they they didn't follow any of the lore. Uh, they didn't bother. Use like like they never used any of like the special moves like Luke Kang's fireball until the very end. Like I mean, we we talk about how they 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 didn't uh, they didn't give Ryu his Hadoken in the Street Fighter movie. They didn't give Luke Kang his his fireball either. They didn't uh, give Johnny a shadow kick. 
They didn't, no. Like, I think the, the closest thing they did to any of the moves was they, they had Sonya do her uh, cartwheel uh, flip kick throw thing that she does to Kano. Yeah, the, ne- the, yeah. the neck break. Yeah, not that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so some things I want to tell you about this movie is I think, personally, I know a lot of the lore is they got it wrong, but I actually do think they got the tone, the characters. I actually think they did it much better than they did Street Fighter because, you know, when well, I yeah, thought... I- yeah. Yeah. Luke Kang is supposed to be this noble monk. Johnny Cage is this asshole actor. Sonya Blade is a serious uh, military person. And they got that part right. Do you yeah, know what's got the crazy, character. though, about Johnny Cage? Did you know he was supposed to be played by Brandon Lee first? Yep. Yes, I did know that. And that is so tragic to me because Brandon Lee would have done so good. Mm. So, um, some things I want to talk about this movie is like, the special effects, it was the first time I actually saw, I feel like I saw CG on the big screen, because when during the fight with Scorpion, that was when he pulled the, um, the spear out, which I didn't know is not supposed to come out of his hand. I always yeah. thought it was actually, uh, you know. I, I, that, I, that, that still hurts me down deep, that they made it like a mutant power instead of a spear. Like, <laughs> that, that wasn't, it was always supposed to be a spear. It, they never didn't call it a spear. Like, even in the early Mortal Kombat games, you can see, like, he's, he, it's, it's like a really short, stubby spear, but he throws a spear with a rope on it. It doesn't shoot See, at Yeah, there's a rope on it. Even in the games, you can tell there's a rope on it. It wasn't a weird creature that came from his hand. Right. But I think I think they got the in their heads. They're like, oh, he's Scorpion, so he's got to have, like, some kind of, like, insect power, right? You know, I, I know Scorpions mm-hmm. are arachnids, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think they just... They, they didn't look at that very well. But I think you're right, though. They did get a lot of the um, atmosphere... You know, it's not exactly like playing a Mortal Kombat game, obviously, but they got a lot of the atmosphere down, and I thought that was pretty, like, that was pretty good. You know, like, like this, they, they yeah. totally shadow over the lore, and they did, like, none of the story made any fucking sense, but they got the <laughs> atmosphere right, and I and I, that's, I think that's what's really enjoyable about the Mortal Kombat movie. I actually do love the set design of the movie. Mm-hmm, they set, did a great yeah. job. And they did do really well. Yeah, the the the, the music, uh, Sang Sheng. I love Sang Sheng's performance, and apparently, so did the so does another round because they're asking that same actor to be Sang Sheng for the new for the first DLC of Mortal Kombat 11. Wow! Wow! Really? Yeah, yeah he is back. So um, I will say I he did, he's the like the best freaking actor in that whole movie. Like, not not saying that the other people didn't do their parts well, but he really like nailed it as Shang Tsung. He did. And um, I, I remember as a kid, I was super afraid of seeing Goro for the first time in live action. <laughs> and then I watched it again like, oh, this is this is kind of dumb looking. It, yeah, but okay. <laughs> but okay, but as a kid, you don't really think of it like that. He terrified me as a child. Like, I was scared of him. And yeah, I was scared of Scorpion. friend, that was super sad. Yes, yeah. I was shook. Oh, my God. And, like, um, even, like, Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Like, you are not supposed to be friends. Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, um, you know, even as a as a kid, my dad, whenever he would get mad at us, he would do like the scorpion voice and go, "Get over here." <laughs> Can oh. I just say though, like, yeah. I I feel like they really did a disservice making this movie PG thirteen. Yes. Yes, because, I agree. I mean, for Mortal Kombat to be like the the game that like started the. Uh, was it the uh, M- was the uh, ESRB ratings for mature yes. games and getting because uh, 
because of how violent and gory it was. And then they make a movie out of it and they're like, oh, we're just going to cut out all the blood and gore and just make it PG-13. And, it, and, and, and not to say that that really detracted from the movie, but it it does uh, it does kind of make it like seem less intense than the games would have you understand. And that and that's a issue with like a lot of these upcoming movies is like a lot of them had to try to appeal to that uh, you know teen demographic, so a lot of them had to be knocked down to PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things I want to talk about in this movie is like um, I, I the Sub Zero fight. It kind of made no sense. Use the element that gives life. Yeah, with the water. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And Kitana just being this wise. Did she ever fight in the movie? No, I, I think, don't think so. I think Mm-mm. she just shows up. She like flirts with Liu Kang a bit, and then she gets, <laughs> a lot. And then, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah. A, a bit, a bit, a lot. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, yeah, she like does nothing, and then Sonya gets kidnapped at the end, and then. Uh, which is like the only part of the lore that they actually got right was that Sonya gets it's kidnapped true. by, by uh, yeah. Shang Tsung. Yeah, actually, well, she gets kidnapped by Shao Kahn, not Shang Tsung, but but she getting kidnapped. Yeah, is, that's true. Um, uh, <laughs> there's a part of this movie that I want to mention here. Um, when I was a kid, during the Johnny Cage Scorpion fight, after Johnny Cage beat Scorpion, I for some reason as a kid thought, oh. Scorpion did have a did have an autograph of Johnny Cage with him, and for some reason, I thought that actually came from Scorpion. I didn't. It never clicked in my head that Johnny Cage threw that autograph at him. <laughs> what? Really? I thought I thought Scorpion was a fan of Johnny. Maybe he was a big fan. Yeah, he was just super fan. <laughs> he just carries it with him everywhere he goes. And, and because of that, I thought Johnny Cage and Scorpion was like a big rivalry in the, in, in the whole series. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. It's like that scene. I don't know if, if you guys have seen the new John Wick, but where, uh, where the guy's like, oh, my gosh, John Wick, huge fan. But <laughs> oh yeah, this God. undead Japanese ninja is a huge fan. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen the new John Wick yet, but I'm very excited to go see it because I love Keanu. Oh, it, it's really good. It's very good. But that's mm. not what we're at this podcast. Right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, this movie, like, it, you know, Clearly planned, but it was it did well enough that it did warrant a sequel. Yep, this, I never saw the sequel though. I didn't even oh, know it okay. existed until the last few no. years. I, so I had desperately years. wanted to see the sequel, and then uh, I I didn't I never got to see it until it was like showing on TV, like on Sci-Fi or whatever. Uh, How long ago it, did it come out? Oh, okay, so two ago. years later, we got the sequel to Mortal Kombat. Oh, was that soon? We got yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And let's wow. The dark forces are closing in. The world must be saved. (laughs) Problem. This is a comedy. Annihilation. So, how did that one hold up in comparison? Oh, people hate this movie. It's absolutely garbage. It like Yikes. Mortal Kombat. The first Mortal Kombat movie is actually a decent uh, movie adaptation of the games. I mean, I use decent loosely, but this yeah. Annihilation <laughs> is just utter. Let me put garbage. it this way: it, it, Mortal Kombat One had a forty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mortal Kombat Annihilation Two. Oh wow! Yikes. Yikes. Man, they tried way too hard. 
Okay, so they, they also the they had characters that they couldn't get the same actors back for like Johnny Cage and uh, the, the only returning ca- actors are the actors for um, Liu Kang and Katana. That was it. Yikes! Yeah. And so, so they killed off Johnny Cage in like the first like five seconds of the movie. After he finally does a shadow kick. Yeah. It has Michelle Rodriguez and Mila Jovovich in it. Wait, in, in it? Oh no, oh, no, no! I'm that's sorry, for, I was looking at the wrong the thing. Yeah, oh sorry, my god, yeah, I was like, what? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Um, oh my god i was like what uh, no like, but that's wow. that's terrible well, that was really like floating yeah down the Joe boat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah mortal kombat now they kind of tried to do the story of uh mortal kombat 3 where shao Kahn like um it, it invades the uh earth realm um they try i think the issue here with this movie for me is like it, it had a bigger budget but it looked so much more cheaper did uh, and honestly i feel like instead of trying to focus on making a good story and having mortal kombat characters in it they mm-hmm. they were just like let's see how many mortal kombat characters we can cram into this movie so that people will go we'll oh yeah it. that's my favorite character yeah you know yeah that's, and that's what it did yeah because um some some examples here uh sub-zero shows up for like five minutes the new sub-zero the, the, the fight scorpion that's it yeah, his, and he never appears brother, again his the the original Sub Zero's brother comes back and he's like, "Oh yeah, that was my brother that you killed. You could just call me Sub Zero." And then they just call him Sub Zero for the rest of the movie. <laughs> By the way, we're cool about that. I'm gonna yeah. go defend you from Scorpion. That what? It's like when you uh when you have a D and D character that dies and you have to replace him. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm just the brother, and then you just you go from there. Like, yeah, okay. Um, some other examples of that. Um. Melina shows up for like another five minutes. Doesn't take out the mask because they didn't want it to have. To, they apparently didn't have enough in the budget to do a uh, face thing. Oh my god! And you know that Why was before her face was like ever like very highly rendered for like the crazy teeth. They probably could have just gotten away with like a sharp, uh, like dentures that they could have put in. And they just could have used the same mask they used for Baraka's. That too, yeah. Like it, it would, it could have been fine, but yeah, I don't know. They, they did a lot of bad in that movie. <laughs> there is a lot of bad in this movie. So and it this sucks movie if had... you have a budget that big, you could have done so much better. Yeah, and there was and the, the cast was freaking huge. They tried. They yeah, Leon, you're right. They tried to cramp every single Mortal Kombat character that there was. Even some that were mo- mentioned off off screen. There were some that they mentioned some dialogue like Striker and Cabal, and I was like, oh, I wanted to see Cabal in the movie. Hmm. So yeah, they were movie. going more for having like like the the branding or whatever than actual like decent filmmaking. Yeah, they, they did not care about making the story any good. I I really feel like they they didn't think the first one was going to do as well as it did, and when they <laughs> highlighted for a sequel, they were like, oh shoot, like let's just throw all the characters in and you know get as much as we can. Maybe people will come see this too and, and worry about the story later. Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't think that they were ever planning to make a third one, so they didn't care about trying to make the story. Well, apparently, uh, this heads up, James Wan is apparently trying to produce a, a reboot of the Mortal Kombat series. You know, I, I'd be fine with a reboot. Uh, they yeah, not, not a sequel. It. Not a sequel, reboot. Mortal Kombat is one of those weird franchises where it the, mo- the official movies were so bad, but it spawned like a huge like list of like fan works. People love like, making their own versions of the Mortal Kombat movies. 
And I'm sure they were all 10 times, 20 times better than the original. Like, a lot of them are. Mortal Kombat has a really deep lore. If you look back at like the, the original like timeline, however convoluted it is, because I can't get the numbers right, but <laughs> there's actually like a great story, you know, between Earth Realm and the Nether Realms and the, the you know, the I Shadow Realm. What, I don't know. The, sh- <laughs> the uh, but like just the story when it comes from like the you know all the gods and then breaking up the one hero into the different realms and then Shao Kahn wants to merge the realms and then just all this stuff. There, there's great stuff. There, there's a lot of story to work with if you go with what's actually out there uh, instead of trying to adapt anything into a different story. Like it could do well so i that's why i feel like a lot of people are you know want to see a good mortal Kombat movie i want to see a good mortal Kombat movie i love mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. and i would love to see like like i would love to see it done with people who actually give a shit and actually have a passion for the series right yeah. exactly and that's that's why you know i think that's why um like detective Pikachu who turned out so well is because they obviously you could tell just watching it they obviously cared a lot about pokemon you know and so i think that that really made a difference in how the movie turned out compared to some of these uh other ones yeah i think kind of nailed the head on nail it on the head there abel because a lot of it feels like a lot of these movies super mario street fighter mortal Kombat, they were just there to capitalize on the popularity. cash grabs yep these mm-hmm. are cash grabs and speaking of cash grabs, you know, you know, Paul S. Anderson went on to create another franchise, and oh, really, yeah. this one. Oh, we're now into two thousands. Let's kick it off with Resident Evil. Mila Jovovich is really hot, though. Yeah, she is. No, there's no denying that. But, yeah, what Paul W. S. Anderson thought as well. That's why. <laughs> That's why he puts his wife in all his movies. Yeah, yeah. He actually, they were. He was. She wasn't his wife during this movie, but he did uh, propose to her like a year later, and, uh, and put her in all of his films. He put her all. Yeah, basically, all of the Resident Evil movies are just like a, a big Mary Sue fanfic starring the director's wife. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So Resident Evil. Um, Leon, I know, you know, you're a big you're a big fan of the Resident Evil franchise. Aren't uh, you? I, I, yes. I mean you, you could say that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. So how much how accurate is this movie? Oh probably like negative one percent no i I can't give i can't give it that Uh, okay let me okay so paul ws anderson is a fan of the resident evil games and you can tell that he did like the games especially if you look at some of the later movies in this franchise uh but i feel like rather than focusing on trying to make the story of resident evil which does have a coherent linear story uh and putting it on the screen, he wanted to adapt the story, but he but he uh, he tried to keep certain like key cutscenes and visuals from the games, uh, and and recreated them pretty much like one for one. They are like perfect recreations of those scenes from the game in the movie, which is really cool to see. But then when you take them completely out of their context and you put them in this movie with different characters, different story, different plot, uh, they don't make sense anymore. 
So the context is what's really lost between the movie and the games. If you just watched the, you know, all the scenes and then you played the game, like you'd be like, oh, that's where they got that scene from. And that's where they got that. But the story makes no sense. It's completely different. So Resident Evil, the franchise starring the quintessential Resident Evil character, Alice. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alice completely made up. She's, she was never in the games. She's never going to be in the games. Did any of the games ever like give a like a nod to Alice in some way or form? No, not none whatsoever. Yikes. Capcom is the one that's like, no, we we don't want none of that. It's like I don't know what I don't know what that is, but it's that's, it's not that's... Resident Evil. What he what he does with his wife is his own business. Right. I I mean I I'm pretty sure up until like the well the second movie is when uh, they actually introduce a character from the games, Jill Valentine, who has a completely different personality than she does in the games uh but that that was the first time that they ever tried to get the look of something uh, of the character in the game for into the movie uh and then they slowly just kind of trickled in characters from the games but at that point you know you've already lost most of your audience it doesn't matter that you're adding leon and ada in your fifth resident evil movie when you've lost that audience you know 10 years yeah ago. no one's gonna want to watch it if the first one was crap and had nothing to do with the movie or the games who's gonna take the time to watch it pretty much yeah i mean i, I remember I, there, so there are six movies in this franchise <laughs> yes. i did not know there was that many <laughs> i thought there was only yeah. three with no, the most there's... recent one coming out two years ago actually yeah was it any was it any good no no oh no <laughs> they need to just give up <laughs> they did and it was called they, the final it was the last one yeah it was the last one thank god like i haven't i, I gave up after the second movie i i did i stopped watching them but i did watch like recaps and things and from what i have uh researched uh the the last movie was basically just like uh it was like a big virtual reality movie of just trying to get like or no, 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 I'm sorry. That was the fifth one. The sixth one was just like, uh, <laughs> this, the sixth one was just like random action scenes, just like stapled together where, you know, Alice would be like fighting a bunch of stuff and then cut to like through, you know, two or three minutes of dialogue explaining what's happening and then cut to another action scene of Alice just kicking ass. And it was just, it, it seriously was just like no relevance to any story at all. They they were just trying to finish up everything and, and throw in twists that completely retcon the five movies that came before it. Oh my gosh. They were trying to wrap it up real fast. I, I want to ask you, Leon, like you said you, you quit after the second movie. Was there like a certain point in that movie where you just went, I'm done? <laughs> in the second movie? Oh, gee, probably like Nemesis. Just just, uh, I mean, ne okay, Nem Nemesis is from uh, Resident Evil 3. Yeah. He's, he's basically just this unstoppable tyrant that uh, follows you around throughout the whole game and will follow you through doors. There's no safe place from this guy. He's a giant bullet sponge. You, you know, you are terrified by this guy. The movie makes him out to just be the just like the most idiotic like bumbling dude with a rocket launcher oh, no. he just he just goes around and then and then at the end they're like oh he was actually the secret you know experiment we were doing to see you know to test between whether alice or him is like the better bioweapon and so they they have this fight hand-to-hand -hand combat of of alice versus nemesis and then she like pulls through to his like original self who was like a character from the first movie uh 
who they like transformed into Nemesis and and appeals to like his inner self and then he sacrifices himself by blowing up a helicopter that then crashes into him and kills him and it's like this is not at all what Nemesis was about Nemesis was supposed to be terrifying not like you know a sympathetic character so I'm looking at Nemesis right now on the screen and he looks like they just blew up an action figure it does he looks like he he looks like he does in the games. Like visually, yeah, it's pretty good. But oh man, yeah, I know you can it's, tell it's a costume. His his whole purpose in the games was just to hunt down all of the stars members and eradicate them. And they they didn't do that in the movie. Like they had one scene where you know he he like kills the stars members and and that that's the thing like you know his 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 cry in the games he goes stars like that's yeah. that's his thing. He's constantly just on a single mindset of killing stars members. He does that once in the movie. And then oh, that's it. boom. Yeah. Boom. So they basically take everything cool about him and throw it in the trash. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and after that, I was done. I'm like, screw it. Just <laughs> <laughs> it isn't do worth this, your time. If you're going to do this to the, to these characters and, and ruin these characters and focus too much on Alice that nobody cares about, uh, it's, it's just not, not good. <laughs> Not so I remember either. watching this one video. I don't know what movie. I don't know what movie this was. It literally was a shot for shot, beat for beat remake of the Wesker and Chris White from Resident Evil Five. Uh, yeah, that was in the fourth one, I think. Uh, and I'm just amazed at how much like, wow, you guys have no shame at all, do you? That was the thing is that he he did really well at like recreating amazing you know shot for shot scenes from the games. The problem is the context. the The character of Chris Redfield isn't even introduced until that movie, I think. Oh my and, god! And they replaced Sheva with Claire, his sister, who was introduced in the third movie like briefly, and then comes back in the fourth movie. But like, so he has no connection with these characters whatsoever. So mm. this whole like big, you know, epic battle of Wesker versus Chris has no bearing on the characters in the movie. They they don't they have no connection with each other. There's no emotional impact. You're not this isn't five games worth of Chris and Wesker rivalry coming to a head. This is, you know, 90 minutes of I met this guy who is related to this other character who are both side characters in this movie meeting the villain for the first time. Mm. So you have no emotional like input in it at all. Like you, you're not attached to anybody. You just, it's like, what's the point? Pretty much. And then yeah, and then he kicks their ass, and then Alice comes in and works <laughs> head up because it it always has to come back to Alice. So I'm fast forwarding a bit now because in between, um, you know, Resident Evil and a bunch of other movies until we talked about the next one, there's been a buttload that I'm just gonna mention by uh, just by name here. So we have ones called House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark. Doom, Blood Rain, Silent Hill, DOA was a movie, and Hitman. Yes, DOA was in fact a movie. Yeah, a lot of these are done by Uwe Boll, who is like, mm. he 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 loves that everyone hates his movies. He doesn't care how bad he makes them. And he, he like, people have told him, your movies suck, stop making them. And he goes, I don't care, I'm going to keep making them. So Uwe <laughs> Boll and Paul W.S. Anderson are like two most well-known video game directors. And only one is like semi-respected. Somewhat. I mean, at least at least Paul W. S. Anderson seems to give a little bit of a crap about the source material. Yeah. How are really... the 
Oh, I'm sorry. How, I just want to know, were the Silent Hill movies any good? Because I've never watched them. I've played the games, but I've never watched the movies. Do you like Pyramid Head? Well, I mean, I guess. he's <laughs> He scares me. Yeah, he's 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 basically the entire part, like, focus of the entire movie. From what I remember, I didn't watch the movies, but from what I remember other people saying who have played Silent Hill, because that's another game series I haven't played, they kind of did a little mashup of like enemies that they kind of picked and chose from different Silent Hill games and put them into one movie mm-hmm. just so people could get the visuals of, oh, I remember that. But but again, like the context is out of place because certain enemies only show up in certain games because of who you're playing in right. those games. Um, but in the movie, they just they have them all because. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks visual. because it's, and, it's they're absolutely yeah. contextual. It wouldn't make any sense for them all to be in the same place. Right. And just uh, just for context, like all these movies that I like mentioned, like all of them, none of them hit like above a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. It's it's to be expected. Mm-hmm. So we also <laughs> got some we also got some sequels like we had the Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li, which less said about that the better. <laughs> <laughs> We had Tekken. There was a live action Tekken movie. You know, I kind of remember that. I never saw it, but I kind of remember only, it. It only made $900,000 in the box. What was the budget? Uh, it was a budget of, hold on, I'm pulling it up here. It was uh, $30 million. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, did that lose money? Oh, man. That's like, Holy you know, crap. like, like a 1% return. Like, Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Okay, and um we got our next movie here. Um so <laughs> a lot of, so a lot of these movies, like again, video game movies kind of still have this reputation of being bad. No one can ever make these better. Jerry Bruckheimer, the guy behind the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise who made a ride and turned into a successful franchise, thought, you know what? Let's see if I can do the same thing with a video game. And so he decided to make Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Let's pull the trailer. <laughs> this is no ordinary dagger. Oh, no. It has the power to turn back time. There are those who would do anything to possess it. Protect the dagger with your life. You really enjoy telling me what to do. That's all you got. Time will erase everything. That's impossible. Difficult, not impossible. Prince of Persia, rated PG-13. Jake Gyllenhaal looks so out of place. Oh my yeah. lord! I wonder why. <laughs> oh my well, lord! I mean, the, pretty much the entire cast is whitewashed. I, I yeah, it was aside really from bad. Like ben Kingsley, who has uh, some uh, Middle Eastern background, mm. I believe. Mm. Uh, pretty much the entire cast is just white European people. Oof. So you saw this one, right, Leon? I did, and I, I <laughs> loved the prince of persia games and i was actually very excited for this movie uh and especially knowing jerry bruckheimer was directing it because i love the pirates movies so i i went into this with high hopes and they were all and, dashed and and how how and how what were your hopes when they saw the credits roll um you know it's it's an okay movie i will i will give it that it's not terrible it's an okay movie it's not prince of persia uh, at least not at least not uh as far as the games go it it's it's sort of adapted like uh, i i believe i remember the the guy who actually wrote the script was involved in the original prince of persia game from the 80s oh, wow. uh, yeah and he 
he said that rather than making like a beat for beat uh, adaptation of the game, they just took elements from the game and tried to write a story around it. So uh, there are things in there, but it's it's by uh, by design. They didn't want it to be any sort of beat for beat. That being the, said, yeah. they, they changed some things that I just don't understand why, like the, the villain in all the Prince of Persia games has always been the vizier. Instead, they made it the king's brother. Uh, the, the princess is always named Farah. They, they changed her name to Tamina. Which, yep. Again, just didn't, didn't need to be done. Uh, it's, I mean, it's okay. It, it's an okay movie. Yeah. Like as it, far it as a movie was goes, Yeah, it was relatively successful. It did meet, make at least, um, 236 million with it's like a $200 million budget. So it did make money. It was successful. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's an, like, as far as a movie goes, it's entertaining. I mean, it's, it's a popcorn flick. It, don't think about it too hard, but uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's, it's not like if you, if you're a diehard Prince of Persia fan going in expecting Prince of Persia, like, right. Disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I kind of want to point out, too, is I wish more studios would make their own live action uh, shorts or something like the uh, lineage short from Assassin's Creed was really cool. And I really enjoyed it. It was only 35 minutes long, but it was it was freaking cool. And I wish more studios had the ability to do that because then they have full creative control of what they're putting out. So I kind of want to wind things down here. So you mentioned this earlier, Leon. Um, you know, it, when you said that Prince of Persia wasn't a beat for beat retelling of the games, and that made me think like nowadays, I think I prefer it when a if you're going to adapt a game, don't try to tell the story of the game now. Just try to have the same characters maybe and tell its own original story. I actually would prefer that nowadays. I think that's probably the the only way that you can really make a good video game movie anymore. Because for for anyone who enjoys video games. Uh, and plays through the story of the games. I mean, most of the games are like 20, 30 hours, sometimes 40 hours. Like you can't mm-hmm. condense that into a one hour, two hour flick no. and, and do it justice. So yeah, you really right. do have to adapt it. And, you know, I think that's what made Detective Pikachu so well, you know, well received is because like even the game itself, it wasn't really the focus of that. It was then, it was just like just showing off its own original story. Detective Pikachu, Pikachu was relatively original. Same thing with Rampage, a movie that came out like last year also that I saw that, you know, it was, if you guys are familiar with the um, Rampage series, it's just a bunch of monsters destroying buildings. But, yeah. you know, shout out to The Rock, the new guy can carry a movie. He can. <laughs> because I he won't really watch can. Any, I won't watch oh, anything I, with Dwayne Johnson, that's for sure. Um, that movie was super fun. Like it knew what it was. It wasn't trying to pay homage to like a, a grand beloved video game because Rampage is not exactly a game that everyone holds dear to their heart, but it just wants to show off like, hey, these are some cool ass monsters, some cool effects. Let's have them fight. And it wasn't anything more than that. And I appreciate it for that. And it's actually, again, one of the more really successful video game movies. I think it's because it wasn't trying to be more than it was. And exactly. and I think that's a lot of problems that some of the older movies had is that they either were trying too hard or they didn't try hard enough. Mm-hmm. So some, um, any final thoughts on video game movies in general? Uh, uh, I, I hope they get better. I, I feel like they've since, since Mario brothers and, you know, in back in the nineties and most of the older video game movies, the bar has been set so low that, studios just feel like it's not going to do well so let's not try uh and i really hope that like detective pikachu kind of raises that bar and makes people go oh video game movies can do well if you try Mm -hmm. 
And what about you, Abel? You know, I, I agree. You know, Detective Pikachu has raised the bar. And I think that a lot of companies now will be able to meet that knowing exactly what sells and what makes money and and what'll be popular you know it's like it doesn't have to be so try hard and that you screw everything up it can still be fun and it can still be cute and campy but still be popular mm -hmm. so let's uh i'm gonna highlight some upcoming video game movies that have yet to come so up uh up after the sonic the hedgehog movie which we already talked about we have monster hunter also being directed by tom uh paulus ws anderson also starring mila jolovich Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I didn't happening. even realize. <laughs> Let me read you guys the premise on Wikipedia. <clears throat> a UN military team falls into a portal to an alternate dimension where humans fight off giant monsters. Two groups work together to defend the portal to prevent monsters from entering the portal and invading Earth. That's Mario Brothers. That that's basically mm -hmm. Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, that doesn't sound even a modicum like Monster Hunter. So from what I remember reading about this, it's like, okay, so the military, you know, is lost in this world. They find that their guns are useless against these monsters. So they have to learn to, from the actual hunter hunters, how to hunt these monsters. You know, it, Paul W.S. Anderson really needs to just quit. He's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tired. It's like, it's like the Tim Burton constantly putting... Uh, right, Helena Bonham Carter. In everything, mm -hmm. it's like you know, her her acting, not not Helena, uh, Mila Jovovich. Her acting in the Resident Evil movies, you can tell, just is just like it starts out at a level, and then every sequel, she just phones it in more and more because it just gets campier and dumber to the point where in the last movie, it, she it just it feels like she just didn't even care at all. Uh, I, which is unfortunate because she's a great actress you know like she is, she's great yeah. in like the fifth element and movies that she actually probably cares about uh, yeah and you know so that's it's sad to say that she wouldn't care about a movie directed by her husband but <laughs> <laughs> well, once you get to the sixth one i feel like you're tired probably probably <laughs> okay and also just some notes here tony jaw t.i harris and ron perlman are also in this movie but it's all going to be about Mila Jovovich, and I'm tired yes. of that. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to watch. Like, she's a great actress. Don't get me wrong, but I don't yeah. need to watch a video game movie starring her mm -hmm. in a role that is made up just for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So also coming up, we have Mortal Kombat, like I mentioned earlier, uh, an untitled Minecraft film, and an untitled Metal Gear Solid film. Minecraft. Minecraft. That's a thing. Wow. Mm. What, what's the story so, of Minecraft? <laughs> Yeah. So I'm the just... military was was fell into a portal. <laughs> 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 Suddenly, Mila Jolovich comes out as Alice. No. <laughs> do they do, do they have listed who's directing it? No, they have not. As oh far no. As I know, it's, yeah, it's only as far as I know, it's, it's just a green light. Really. I'm just praying and hoping that the Metal Gear Solid movie is good. I love Metal Gear Solid so much, so it's just like I'm nervous. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm I'm excited and nervous for it, um, but I, have I think a question for you guys after well. this, yeah, yeah, I uh, think they can. I think they can. There's so much story there. There's so much to work with that it, they could make an it. excellent movie. Even and, just and, yeah, there, even if it's not to the story, like there's a yeah from from the games. Like there's there's always kind of like a like a a, a what, what's the thing I'm trying to say? There there's a there's like certain beats in the games mm -hmm. that are repeated. They're, they're mm -hmm. themes in each of the games, you know, where he mm -hmm. sneaks around and then he gets captured and then has to break out and do, you know, 
weird things and then there's the metal gear fight at the end uh, but right. as long as they keep those beats i feel like they they could make a good movie and, and stay true it, to the snake character if it's exactly yeah if it is if it is solid snake without but, without being you know exactly you know straight adaptation of the entire right movie. it could just be another story that happened in snake's life it doesn't necessarily have to be the, an adaptation like you're saying but yeah obviously like like Metal Gear has so much, um, like you're saying, like the beats, it has different parts of the game that makes it such a Metal Gear game that if they don't include it, it's just, but they have Hideo on it, right? Oh, I know it's Konami, and I know, I, I'm not sure if Hideo's gonna be involved. Oh, I think no, be... probably oh, not. It's, it's Konami. Oh. If it's by Konami. Yeah, Konami's still involved in this because they still own the IP. Oh, that's it's right. Oh. So, my no. final question for you guys is what video games would you think would, do you wanna see or would think would make for a great, movie not necessarily because of the story if they just like even just take the world of it what would make a great movie you know if you hadn't mentioned that they were already making metal gear i would have said metal gear mm-hmm. um hmm. that's a good I question personally would love to see a movie kind of a red dead redemption movie oh that'd mm-hmm. be cool that would be pretty one cool. because I'm, I'm a sucker for like westerns i'm a sucker for that like that uh aesthetic and i do i think i think uh John Marston is such a compelling character that he doesn't have, you don't have to tell a story in the game, but follow him and tell a story about him. I think it'd be really big for a good movie. Maybe Bioshock. That was planned. Was it? Yeah, yeah there was. was a planned one. But it went under. It was like, uh, I don't think it was supposed to be Gore Verbinski producing it. Oh, wow. wow. That would have been good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe Bioshock or um, Fallout. Like, I think you not a, a beat for beat with Fallout, but you could totally take aspects oh, of yeah. the game you and could, make a good. You could take oh, yeah, the world, yeah, the world of Fallout. There's a lot that you could tell from Fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I know that the Tomb Raider movies didn't do so great. I, I think. Well, maybe, uh, the maybe newest one, okay. the based on the new like Tomb Raider series, it actually did decent. It actually made about. Uh, let me see. Two hundred seventy-three million the box office, and its budget was a hundred million. So it did double its budget. Oh, that's not bad then. Well, then, then I was gonna say if if those (laughs) based on those kind of uh, an Uncharted movie. Oh, Uncharted. That'd be so Um, much fun. Yes. Yeah. It was planned. It was also. Again, it fell through due to uh, I think it was a writer issues. But, right. but yeah, there's a lot you could tell from Nathan Drake's story, and I feel like mm-hmm. you know the, it doesn't have to be any of the games. It could just be a separate story. Just don't don't try to drag in anything like, oh, your father went missing, and you're gonna do you know secret mission. Like no, it's it's nothing just like a, too tropey or overdone. Yeah, no. Don't, don't actually, speaking trope. of Nathan Drake, actually, what's um the guy from Firefly? What's his name again? Nathan, Nathan Fillion? Fillion. Nathan Fillion did star in a fan film of uh, of Uncharted. Really? It's on YouTube. Oh, you're gonna have to send me the link for that. Yeah, I'll send you a link to that. But he, he, there was, it was literally him. They took elements of the games, like they even had a fun, like you know how um it goes from cutscene to gameplay, like relatively smooth. It has mm. that kind of feel to it. Ooh. Cool. Uh, so yeah, um, thank you guys so much for joining me for this week's podcast. So where can people find you? Um, uh, on uh, Instagram mostly, uh, at Professor Sensei. Spelled normally, okay. one word. Professor Sensei, I'm mostly I'm mostly on Twitter. Um, I'm porcelain underscore c o s cause, but I'm also on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram as porcelain cosplay. 
Okay, so thank you guys so much for joining me for this. This was this was a lot of fun, and I feel like I wish we had more time for this stuff because there are so many movies we did not talk about. Oh, yeah. I know. If, if you I do feel like we can do two. another episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would love to do a part two. Actually, I'm I'm throwing that out there. I'm putting in invite there for a part two. Awesome. I'm down. I'm down. All right, thank you guys uh, for listening to this episode. If you liked what you listened to, uh, please leave us a comment, rating, whatever on whatever platform you're using. It really helps us helps us uh, podcast grow. And until next time, I'm your perpetual player one, your man Dan. And thanks for listening, guys. Bye.